Hello and welcome to the one, the only, Gaming Booth Show, episode 13, where the hills are in fact alive with the sound of gaming. Joining me is the 103rd Dalmatian, Jordan. Bark, bark, hello there. And the actual Cruella de Vil, Russell. Give me those puppies! Is that an Australian accent on Call of Duty? Bloody hell, we're looking after the puppies, mate. I've never been able to nail the Corella accent. You know, I did the best I could, job. He tried, fair enough. Fair enough. And we're going to move very swiftly on to talking about something we do every single episode because this week we're visiting Earth 452P, a world where every crime ends up in prison, no matter how minor. So in order to manage a major spike in prisoner numbers... After superhero vigilante justice becomes a reality, VR headsets are put on prisoners and the way they hopefully don't try and break out as much. So I need you to present a game that will solve the prison and clearly the warden's problems. Alright, well, for something where you're trying to get, keep someone in like a constant mental state, it's easiest to go the dream rounds. But if, if you're in a dream... I don't know, something about it just seems a bit too simple and easy. So you've got to go the nightmare route to really get them deep into that dream state that they feel like they can't get out of it. But they still do know it's a nightmare, and it kind of keeps that illusion going. So I'm going to bring in Slender Tubbies, because Teletubbies are one of the scariest things ever that's supposed to look cute, combined with the thing that is just ultimately always scary, Slender Man and his elongated shape and whatnot. So those two in combination, the prisoners in this world will just keep on going, seeing that loop of... These Teletubby Slender Man, and uh, they will never break this nightmare. I guarantee it. Wait a sec. What game did you say this was called? Slender Tubbies? Yep, Slender, Slender Tubbies. So it's a mix of Pretty Slender Man and Teletubbies, like the match made yep. in heaven, because I'm already scared That's of talking about it. That's a freaky idea. Well, my idea is going along the route of making it look as though, even though you have a VR headset on, it's realistic. So the best way to describe this is like a prison simulator. And there's one that's come out recently, which is called A Way Out, which was two-player co-op. Except we haven't had a VR version of it yet. You never know. They might try this. The is maybe in development of it. Can't say. So, well, you never know. So the idea is, essentially, you know, when you're in your prison cell, you normally have at least one buddy with you. So seeing that this game is two-player co-op, you both wake up at the same time and have the idea of escape. In the prison of which you're in, though, the whole place mirrors the game. So you eventually get out and you escape and you're all happy, la-di-da, except time slowly speeds up into a hellish representation of life where you regret every decision ever escaping the prison, which makes you want to run back to the prison cell and never leave again. Well, shit, that would actually probably work because it's like, make prison seem like the best place there is. And um, the warden has heard both of your topics and... Russell, in the sheer insanity, they start clearing at their, they start clawing at their heads like really brutally just to get this thing off their heads. They can't deal with the slender tubbies. It's just, it's too much for them, and they accidentally rip off the headset and rampage through the jail. It turns yeah, into a big bloodbath, which I'm sure maybe death is better than dealing with the slender tubbies, but I don't know. But yeah, Jordan, I don't, the, um, I don't think I want to know them. Jordan the warden, he's a bit like you. He's a psychopath and implements this idea immediately, and it works really well. So, good, great success is helping imprison people forever. They'll never know they're in here, and they'll never get to go home. So, we'll move on swiftly from this tragic world and go talk about the news. So, occasionally, we get a big game leak. Sometimes real, occasionally fake, but this is 
definitely a real one because it looks pretty well in development and we're going to explore the tale of Harry Potter and the leaked open world RPG. So, I've seen this leaked footage. I don't think anyone else here has. I was able to watch it before it got brought down by Warner Brothers. I haven't seen it, so this is, any description you have is new to me. So, we've got a list of features and things we saw in it. For me, it's looking good. It's clearly a third-person open-world action RPG, which is an interesting thing that Harry Potter hasn't truly done open-world because there hasn't been... A Harry Potter game in a while, but uh, Russell, do you think what do you think Harry Potter could do differently in an open world setting? I guess the the Harry Potter angle is got the school is like the crux of it. Now, I th- yeah, if if this takes during the movies or like set in a different time period or whatnot, Hogwarts is likely going to be the crux of this world because it's okay. so relatable and knowledgeable. Yeah, so it's set in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Okay. So with that time period considered. It's Hogwarts still, right? It's not like it's an Hogwarts. Older Hogwarts, of Hogwarts has existed for a very long it's time. for a long time, exactly. So, so Hogwarts that in itself has an interesting grab because open world. So often, it's it's about traveling around the city. Like I'm merely I'm thinking of like Spider Man stuff recently, where it's like it's so much like traversing so much landscape. Where with a wizarding world, it's more about how one landscape can drastically change. I'm thinking of Control recently. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good where one. Where it's it's one location that can drastically alter itself. Think of like the room of requirement. Think of the uh, the steps up to the houses with the the changing stairs and stairways. And there's stuff. there's like, a stairway in the castle that a, moves. Yeah, a, a, a way to build a location that is maybe on a smaller landscape, but puts so much into that one location. I think that's where Harry Potter can really achieve something brand new and exciting. Yeah. So the um, it does. They've already told you us a few locations like. Hogsmeade, which is the village where yeah. Harry isn't allowed to go in the movies because he has no parents because they're dead. Um, there's also the Forbidden Forest, which, you know, oh, makes yeah. sense. It's just outside Hogwarts. I'm not sure if there's any London setting, like going through... Diagon Alley. Type yeah, Diagon Alley. You know, it's already a varied location. Like, Hogwarts is really an iconic place. Like, we've seen it in other video games and stuff, but... It will be good to see what it's like in a modern setting because I want to see it done like to justice to like what we've seen in the films. I want to see it at that scale. Where do you stand on this, Jordan? Are you excited for the prospect of a Harry Potter open world game? I am very optimistic about it. It's one of those things where because it is a leak, sometimes the way I see leaks is sometimes they're intentionally done to make hype, but this one looks like it wasn't meant to come out. No, yet. This is it like, to come please out don't leak this. This this is a legitimate <laughs> leak, yeah. Yep. So seeing what we saw before most of it was closed down looked very enticing to play the last harry potter game i played was like the very first one that was like to do with the philosopher's stone and this it looks so different in such a good way so what were they showing like what exactly did they show with this okay so they showed your character moving through a whole bunch of locations a bunch of dark areas bits of the castle they showed bits of hogsmeade and stuff they gave you a pretty good idea of the overall like the grasp this game's going for like the what it's going to involve and where the combat they showed off a bit of it didn't really show you enough that you could really analyze a lot out of it because the footage was really shit because clearly it wasn't it's built to be released so some other time it's like off the cam type stuff like yeah it's, it's just the camera it's just like it's really bad yeah. footage but it does present an idea of what this game looks like heavily involving spell casting like it looks like the modern vision that harry potter should be 
in this kind of age who wants to go for an open world game. So to kind of talk more about what the features are, you obviously, since this is a modern world Harry Potter, you create your own witch or wizard because Harry Potter doesn't exist yet. There's no iconic wizard. Mm. So you get to create basically the wizard of your dreams as long as they're a fifth-year student at Hogwarts. <laughs> You're essentially, yes. you've been into Hogwarts, but now all of a sudden in fifth year, you decide to change the way you look, decide who you want to be and yeah. where you want to go. You are basically coming to Hogwarts in the kind of information release we have, which, as a, if that's true or not... <laughs> that adds up because I like the sorting hats. Like That's such an iconic Harry Potter yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. Yeah, so, so it's kind of... You only, you only get that if you're a new student. You don't get it if you're not. Although, if you're a student turning up in here, you obviously have to be sorted into one. So I was kind of going to talk about the what features do we expect. Like, the idea says you can choose your house and friends. But do we think that should be done in a gameplay instance of the sorting hat where... Like the excitement in the movies when they were like, I don't not Slytherin, not Slytherin or something. Does that, should that be something the game decides for you with like how you act? The best example I could think of in gaming, of course, I'm going to bring it back to Elder Scrolls Online. You're probably going to hate me for it, but stick with me with this. When the game originally released, you had three choices of alliance. You could not play with anyone else outside of that alliance. If they did the same thing with where if you chose Slytherin or you chose Gryffindor, you can only play with them. I feel as though it might be cool in some aspects if it's like you're competing against each other, like you get points to win the year or the season or something like that. When I think of the Sorting Hat concept, I think it would it would misrepresent what that stands for if they just went. You can pick Slytherin, you can pick Gryffindor, and that's it. You're stuck with it. I think some people yeah. want to do that, but I'd much prefer if they go... I'm thinking, like, Mass Effect, Witcher, one of those choice-based games where... Uh, I'm thinking even Witcher 3, where it's, like, the shave scene where you're getting shaved before you see the king, and you make all these dialogue choices to, that basically define your past stories if you don't have a save profile. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking something like that. So you're, you're, like, describing your personality in some kind of... Maybe on the train, on, on the Hogwarts. You're describing it to another student, and you're making these telltale think telltale you know dialogue choices and that in turn defines who you are so when you get to the school and you become sort into your house it defines it based off whatever personality choices you made earlier in the game you basically get a q a and it decides your choice yeah and do you think like if you got to choose it i mean it's different to being forced into which in a video game yeah it might not be the best thing i mean it's pretty immersive but do you think like depending on what house you pick how much of an influence will that make on your decision to pursue good or evil like could you see yourself playing a Gryffindor kid who is focused on evil like or a Slytherin focused on good even to me it all depends on if you're put into a certain house you're only going to be limited to certain spells or skills or is everyone going to be able to do everything I don't think so because they're all taught in the same classrooms and not like go to Slytherin class you weirdo or go to Gryffindor you're the good kids like they're all taught the same way I suspect it might be more along the lines of who you're allied with. So it's like, if you're in this house, these are the characters you can interact with. Think of like an MMO. Like, you know, if you pick the orcs, this is who you interact with. If you pick the humans, this is who you interact with. I, I'm yeah. thinking of more that concept, but I doubt they'll lock you out of... If if this has a good morality system, good or bad, uh, I I doubt they would block that out, because like if you're Slytherin, you have to be a guy Gryffindor. And in fact, 
I would much prefer to be Gryffindor and become a bad guy just so that happened in the in the Harry Potter universe. I just yeah. think it'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah, because I, I guess the books and the movies do cover that. It's just like the yeah. fact that you are in this house doesn't define whether you're good or evil. Gryffindor people can be evil. Southern people can be good, which we've yeah. we've seen in the movies and the books because spoiler yeah. alert, Snape, good guy. Draco, kinda, I guess yeah, by the end. Makes it. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. He Somewhat doesn't stay evil. himself, but still. Yeah not yeah so you know it looks like i would believe there's morality system that would determine that stuff like whether you make a good act or not my biggest question are the point system in it because you know how at the end of the year they pick out the points as like harry potter did this 50 points to gryffindor do we think we'll see that as like a thing that gets carried through the game i feel as though that would only it would work best in a multiplayer aspect instead of a single player because you're playing against other people and each season or you could say a year or a term or whatever it is you can change it it's like they won this season so they get something special or you know it, yeah. it certainly could be like a nifty little addition but it's it's an absolutely where it's like if you want the harry potter experience it's all these things are tied together in a in a big way and i think the point system is key Even as would the be quidditch <laughs> like quidditch yeah, i guess key. that's true because they had to, i mean too in much the plot. books they yeah. stood it in the second book exactly. but they yeah. sort of like yeah. left it after that and they're like oh no one really cares it's just like harry potter did this is a million points gryffindor wins or like dumbledore comes with something like oh crap slytherin are winning um Oh, we better quickly rig this. last this. minute, like, rig point system, yeah. It's like, there you go, Neville. It's like, goddamn Gryffindor rigging the system. But... These guys found their way into this secret room and did all these crazy things. Have some points. Do we see this game having any sort of, like, Destiny-like situation? You know how in Destiny you've got the tower? Do we think Hogwarts might actually act as, like, the tower so you see other students? Like a social space? Yeah, would you think that would help make this game set itself in the Harry Potter universe because previously there's just a bunch of like random kids like maybe three in one room at max like it never really felt like a school do we think that would help it sell the fact that it's a school and then you wonder if they'll have like Quidditch multiplayer and all kinds of things it kind of lets you go kind of run wild with that the big question is is, is it going to be single player or is it going to be multiplayer because if it's single player you can just have a whole bunch of NPCs but there are single player games that do incorporate a destiny like thing well not single player but dragon ball fighters for one has a hub where other people are yeah. i think they're becoming and dragon ball xenoverse is another one that is a hub for people i don't think that can be locked into single player or multiplayer you know what they're gonna do if they're gonna have quidditch matches then they're gonna have battle royale matches as well get the whole perspective <laughs> send the kids out into the dark forest and the survivor gets to go to school <laughs> i mean it seems like that happens half the time anyway it's like ah, send them out there you know Hagrid will look after them or whatever. I mean, Hagrid wouldn't exist. I mean, that's the weird thing about this whole game. It's like, you're telling me it's set in the past. It's Hogwarts. That's the tie to everything. But you've lost everything in a story sense. Like, you, except for the... You've got the world, but you haven't got the characters. No Harry Potter. Is no it Dumbledore, set no around Snape, the time no Voldemort, as you know. the Fantastic Beasts, though? Yeah, true. This is set, like, 100 years before that. This so is this set is even set further back. That. I think, hmm. yeah, if they're doing this so they can create this video game version. So you think, like, Spider-Man, the game was not really influenced by the movies. I think they might be going for that kind of situation. Warner Brothers <laughs> has IPs, and Harry Potter is probably the biggest IP they have that they're not doing in a game sense. Yeah, they're not doing So it makes sense with. that they're making something. Uh, and that's... It's online, we don't know, but it's certainly 
Hogwarts is the focus, which makes sense because that's what you're going to hook people in with. That's kind yeah. of the problem with Fantastic Beasts is that the first movie didn't have Hogwarts and now the sequel's got Hogwarts simile in spades. So, mm. you know, I uh, think the one a- thing, like a major selling point of this game is Hogwarts. Like to walk around in a realistic, detailed Hogwarts is enough for some people to go like, yeah, I want this. This is what I want. I want to be able to experience this world, which I think lack of characters, this will introduce its own characters that'll try to go for like, oh, I love this version of Hogwarts as well. I think that is a better bet than going like, um, okay, so you're a student at Hogwarts and Harry Potter goes here. Like, you're going to have nothing interesting happen to you, really, because all that has to be saved for him. You're the unimportant child. When it comes to Hogwarts, let's just hope there's a lot of, like, hidden doors and stuff, like what Dark Souls does, unless you can't come here yet until you buy the DLC. (laughs) Yeah, this door is locked (laughs) from this side. It's not the way until second year. It's the change of secrets. And let's hope they do not do what they did with that mobile game, which was my understanding of... A lot of people picked it up because, oh, it's Harry Potter. I love this movies. I love the books, whatever it may be. I love this universe. Pick it up and then find out there's egregious microtransactions in that game. And I'm pretty sure that was Warner Brothers too. So let's hope whatever this Harry Potter game is isn't that kind of level of microtransactions. Yeah, I mean, you compare this to their AAA games made by their... You think about Monolith and... For making Shadow, Shadow of War. Shadow War, you know. Mm, you're right. I think they've learnt, though. They removed them from yeah. the whole game. I think, in terms of a company that learns, they learnt. And, yeah, I think we don't actually know who's developing it, but we have a couple ideas of who will be developing it. I think, straight up, Eurogamer have said it's not Rocksteady, so you can keep that yeah. Rocksteady, like, what are the hell are they making going? Because I mean, it's not I, this. I mean, if, if this is Rocksteady... Not only is it oh. a surprise move, but my interest in it like went up a billion. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god, they're doing a Harry Potter game. Uh, but no, so uh, not Frogsay. At least that's what Eurogamer thinks. That's what Eurogamer and, uh, has sources apparently saying. It's not yeah. that could be Eurogamer just going like, yeah, we'll say this. <laughs> but I think for the most part, they haven't. They've been wrong a few times with like leaks and stuff. But I don't see Rocksteady working on this. Whatever they're working on, it's clearly years in development and. Yeah. But when it gets announced, when we see it, it'll be quite short. So problem is when it's a leak, it's hard to tell what's real and what's not. Yeah, so, this this is pretty real, Jordan. It looks it looks way too. Fast no, I mean to as in like by saying who has developed it. Yeah, well so they don't know who. Could, well, so. well hmm. Warner Brothers only has so many teams. Like yeah, it's basically um, Monolith, Rocksteady, or um, Warner Avalanche Brothers. It's got to be one games, of those. Oh, Avalanche, true. Yeah. So talk about Avalanche. Um, in my opinion, it's. It looks too far in development to be Avalanche, who just picked up in 2017. But yeah, I agree. last year, Avalanche put out an advert for a writer with a deep understanding of British culture to work on an RPG mm. with branching storytelling. I think Hogwarts, Hogwarts is set in the UK, which you know it certainly reads like it could be Harry Potter. Like that that adds together, especially when I'm thinking right now in terms of how this game plays out, branching narrative stories. Think Witcher, that kind of level. Like, that sounds kind of plausible to me. Avalanche might be making it. Do you think it's a bit but, too what, what soon, you... though? Because they've only yeah, been acquired in 2017. They were acquired in the middle of the year in 2017 after Disney Infinity got shut down. What and if they'd did... already been working on something like this and then pitched the idea to Warner Brothers and was like, yeah, you that's think a good idea. You think a company hide. working for Disney was making a Harry Potter game? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I, totally I'm thinking, is, right it pl- is it plausible that it's similar to, like, the... Um, Rage 2, where it's like almost two studios. So let's say Warner Brothers Montreal was working on it, and then when they yeah, got Avalanche, they decided to hand it over to Avalanche to complete it, and Warner Brothers Montreal has moved on to something else. Or is it just yeah. Warner Brothers Montreal to begin with? 
Yeah, because WB Games Montreal was my thoughts because, I mean, recently, I don't know how long ago Wikipedia had it there. Not the best source, but it once had an open world. They were once looking for people to work on an open world AAA title based on one of DC Universe's most popular IPs. That's not Warner Brothers' most popular IPs. No. But on the same page now, because I had a look just before, they're just looking for an upcoming AAA title. So it does make it more vague. You wonder if Avalanche has picked up. They, had, they didn't really want to start a new project, so they put them to work with WB Games Montreal to put this mm, game, fast, which fast looks it. really ambitious together, which is starting to become more and more common because you've got Bungie and Vicarious Visions, Vicarious mm. doing the PC ports. You've got all these other companies, like Toys for Bob helped on Destiny as well. So, you know, this is becoming Just, more and more yeah. common that other developers are, in fact, helping the development of something much bigger. And I think they would not ever consider making Harry Potter a half ass game. I think this will try and be the next big game. And probably the biggest game for Harry Potter in a long time. I mean, they they want it to be up there with the Shadows of War and um, the Batman games. Like they want that yeah. to be another pillar. I don't I don't think on a fundamental mechanic it could play like those games. Maybe maybe in a world building aspect, but gameplay. I mean, it's range based almost entirely <laughs> wizardry. Yeah, definitely. Just... The big thing about it is how do you control all these spells and curses and stuff that you're doing? Because to me, looking at the footage that I saw, it almost seemed a little bit connecty like way. You know, it's like using uh, yeah, motion. Yeah, it looked tracking, a bit. It's not motion. It looked it to me for a moment. It's not I motion. It from I think it the, looks like it. Yeah, I think the motions of the like how the characters move and stuff look really smooth, and that kind of makes it seem like that. But yeah, um, it doesn't. It certainly doesn't look like a Rocksteady game. It doesn't look like any other WB game. It doesn't even look like any Harry Potter game we've seen before because we've barely seen this one, but it it's... doesn't look like it shares much of those old games. You won't be collecting beans. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, yeah, older games, you know, they didn't look as great and it's different time period. I mean, that sets apart as much as you possibly can. You know, it's not going to capitalize yeah. on Harry Potter, which is good because I like, it's kind of like reminds me of Star Wars right now. It's like they keep retreading the old ground. I want to see new stories in Star Wars, not the same stuff we've seen a billion times redone. It just... Eh, Harry Potter, I feel like... I haven't played all the games, but it it felt like they they kind of built on each other and they felt re- kind of overly repetitive and like they made changes that weren't always for the best decisions. But for the most part, there's something incredibly interesting and engaging about that J.K. Rowling's world of, you know, uh, wizarding world, or whatever the, the tagline I think is. I think that's correct. Um, it's it's a very like engaging in, in world, environment, setting, and whatnot. And uh, I believe if the development time has been... It's not developed in a year, you know, they've really gone in and they've considered it like they considered the Batman games. I think Shadow War was a bit of a, like, copy some of the Batman aspects with a bit of Assassin's Creed and whatnot. But I'm hoping, like, this is something brand new and still capitalize on the fact. A little concerned about Warner Brothers because they're very obsessed with season passes and microtransactions and all this kind of stuff. They do some dodgy stuff behind the wheels. But I, I, I tell you what, I'm very interested to see, and I'm guessing it's either leaked super early or maybe to uh, Paris Games Week coming up very soon. We might see this officially revealed. Maybe that's probably why it was leaked because you don't put a tra- you don't make a trailer years in advance. So you yeah. know, might see that very soon. So thank you so much for watching the Gaming Booth Show for another week. I've been Mitch. Joining me has been Russell and Jordan, as has been every week. Thank you guys for joining me. Expelliarmus. If you enjoyed this video, you can find us at a lot of places. So we've got a website at optionalextra.net. 
where you can find all our content, YouTube, right here, because that's where everything we make is. <laughs> so you can find it all there. We've got a pod. This is released on the SoundCloud and other audio locations that you can probably find, apart from Spotify. They don't want us on there. They're a bit rude. Don't really care. Um, a few other things. We make a lot of different videos here. We've got medleys. We've got retrospectives coming soon, maybe. <laughs> Medieval one, pretty popular. You do a whole bunch of different stuff. So if you want more of what we do, you can subscribe and we'll hopefully see you again. And goodbye. Expecto Vetrona! Expelliarmus! <laughs>